everybody. Uh, doing a stream on Jose's channel tonight. So welcome to a Catholic Libertarian crossover with Jose on his stream. Jose, how you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just uh, chilling. I got one of those like I got one of those zits that's like right in the lip of your uh, like nostril. It's been driving stuck. me nuts all day. But it's like that. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, that's been driving me up the wall a bit. <laughs> What is another episode of the uh, Explain to Me Like I'm Five series? So we're going to just go bare basics. I have a bunch of questions about algorithm because I know nothing about it. I, I know I know the memes. I know Sal. And I know you. That's that's about my knowledge. And, and remember Pete and Jason Saber to talk about it. That's about it. So what is it? What is algorithm? What is algorithm? All right. Well, that's the question. Algorithm is, in my opinion, not to be confused with counter economics. But I feel like algorithm, probably a good way to put it, is probably like the philosophy surrounding like counter economics and as defined by Samuel Edward Konkin, the third. Um, it's, so for anyone who wants to get into it, to read it, uh, you know, um, fucking for anyone who wants to read it, it's like two books and they're super short. You can knock them on the weekend. They're literally both like maybe a little bit longer than anime state for each one, like not much longer. Mm -hmm. So anyone ever wants to look into it, just read that. You can kind of get a, get a good one. Um, I do want to preface that I am giving my interpretation of Konkin, so I'm not saying I'm the end-all, be-all of like what Konkin said. So, And I do think, uh, much like with objectivism, uh, where it's like a, a thing that was defined by Rand, uh, I think the same thing applies with, uh, with agorism and Konkin. So, like, I know a lot of people like to be loosey-goosey with what it means or whatever, but, like, say, for example, like, political involvement. A lot, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm an agorist that, like, votes or does political shit. And it's like, Okay, cool. You can call yourself that. I don't really give a shit. But I mean, if you read Konkin, he pretty straightforward is about like, this is not agorism. So I mean, do what you want. I don't really give a shit. But like, if we're going to be sticklers for definitions, it's uh, that kind of like excludes you. But I don't really care. But uh, anyways, what it is, is essentially the philosophy surrounding counter economics, counter economics being like, essentially, uh, how, how do I put it? basically to some extent doing illegal shit or just it's the agora like essentially it's the free market like the true free market so it's not even necessarily that you like have to be doing illegal shit it's just that you're not necessarily against it and you're like a good example is like taxes so like say you have some sort of business say you you have a farm and you have eggs or some shit you fucking uh selling those uh uh you selling those eggs or whatever and not reporting that money to the to the to the feds is that's fucking, uh, that's agorism in a sense. I know a lot of people make jokes about agorism, about just like, you know, selling uh, selling lemonade on the side of the street. That's agorism. I mean, it's kind of true um, to some extent, but it's it's more than that. It's just essentially the fully expressed free market. Um, but yeah, um, I was trying to see. It's, it's such a vague concept. It's hard to like, just when someone asks, what is agorism? Uh, it's basically uh, breaking the law. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, obviously that's oversimplifying it, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's the counter-economics. So there's three – in counter-economics, there's, uh, there's different markets. There's a black market, gray market, white market, and the red market is the way he, he expresses it. And the red market is like basically like, no, no, like don't do that. That's like anything involving, you know, NAP violations. And then you have the white market, the gray market, and the black market. The white market is stuff that's just fully on the up and up. You're complying entirely with government mandates, whatever. And the gray market or the black market is the opposite of that. It's like illegal shit. It's selling drugs. It's whatever. And gray is kind of like the in-between. It's that like fuzzy area where it's like, 
you know, like say you have like say for example, like I use the egg example. Are, is the feds really going to come knocking down your door because you have you sold some eggs? I mean, like, like you could legit probably tell a tax collector that you sell eggs and you use you exchange in cash and you don't fucking you don't um you don't claim that stuff and they probably wouldn't care. I mean, it's like okay, yeah. I mean, that's what normal people do. But in a sense, that's kind of what you're not supposed to do. So it's like that's why it's this like gray, fuzzy area. Um, and I guess to some extent, I feel like the agorism is kind of pushing the boundaries of that while also not getting in trouble. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of going really in depth now. It's hard to just like be like, what is agorism? But go ahead. I don't know if you have any other questions. So well, you kind of answered. Uh, let's go more detail. Who is Konkin exactly? Am I saying that right? Konkin. Yeah, Konkin. Who is what, what was he? I saw one photo of the dude and he looked hilarious. Yeah, he is pretty like, realistic looking dude. I mean, he's just basically, I honestly don't know a whole lot about his history personally. Mm-hmm. I know he essentially is a guy who wrote, you know, that, <coughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know much about him personally, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I know he died for me, he died too young. He still had a lot of work to be done. Uh, he wrote like basically three books, but really only like two. Because uh, he he did like I said, it's a there's a new libertarian manifesto. There's an agorist class primer, or not agorist class primer, and, and agorist primer, um, and then there's agorist class theory. And uh, agorist class theory was like kind of thrown together by I think Wally Conger, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, and he kind of like used some of his work to kind of like complete it, but I think he kind of pieced it mm-hmm. together somewhat. Uh, I'm talking on my ass a little bit in that one, but I know basically the only two fully completed works he had were. In Agorist Primer and New Libertarian Manifesto, uh, which are both great books, um, both very short, uh, good checking out. And, you know, for you, I, I guess I probably should just begin with um, a good way to describe agorism in my head is like I feel like it's a it's a it's wealth, power, and influence packaged differently. Mm-hmm. Like it really is very much the same. The only thing that like that wealth, power, and influence strategy isn't really maybe not agorism is the lobby lobbying side of things. Mm-hmm. I know they like push for using lobbyists, but even then, I don't know. It's, it's very much on the, um, it's very much, I don't know. I, I, I I'd have to reread, uh, um, you know, both those books to be like, if this mm-hmm. is like jives with ag, like with agorism or whatever, which I, I will say for me personally, I don't give a shit if you lobby. Like when I say I'm an agorist, it doesn't mean I'm like, I'm tied to this. So I'm like, you know, I, I if, if Konkin, if I go and read and I somehow interpret his words of Konkin wasn't cool with lobbying or like utilizing lobbyists to get your way, I'm not going to immediately be like, well, no, now I don't believe that. Like, I, I, I but I, but to describe what agorism is, I don't know if it would, if that one point, if he would have an issue with that or not. That's basically what I'm getting at. Mm. But um, but pretty much it's almost damn near the same exact thing, except for maybe with a little bit more of a focus of moving your wealth outside of the state. Which even then I would say, actually, I bet you if you talk to Jason about it, he probably would say, oh, yeah, you should move your wealth outside the state. So because that way you're not dependent on the government. So I really see very little different aside difference aside from aesthetics and maybe even like end goals uh, in agorism and and wealth, power and influence. Mm. But I feel like in effect, they're the same thing. It seems to me a lot of agorists want to uh, exist outside the state, but they want to like they. Go live in the woods. They go get the farm. They live outside. The, the most power influence people are much more about the nomadic wealth, having it tied to the internet, having it tied to crypto, having it tied to stocks. So you can just move. If you have to bounce out area, you can. Which it doesn't seem to counter the algorithm at all. It seems just different type of. I have a friend who just moved to Florida, opened up a little. I guess it's, uh, what's the word for it? Oh, fuck me. What's that? 
Homestead. I think it's homesteading out there in Florida. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no no real difference. Most power influence and algorithm, from my understanding of algorithm so far. Counter economics are these the same kind of people who say they want to starve the state when they try to exist outside the state? Okay, that sure that is. always yeah, seemed to that always seemed kind of weird to me. It's like they print the money already. You don't seem to be starving much. Like, was that a something they was that something Conkin or early algorithm kind of said, not knowing things are gonna be printed more, or how did it uh? I don't recall if that was something he said or not, to be honest with you. I mean, I, that is definitely a common catchphrase. And there is something to moving your wealth outside of it. Because I know you say they already printed <coughs> the money, but money is fungible and you can kind of exchange value. So you can take that cash, you can move it to another form of wealth, crypto, mm-hmm. gold, whatever, like even cash. To some extent, cash um, cash kind of like is outside the system to some extent. I know they print mm-hmm. it, but at the same time, it's like, they also kind of can't really track cash. So, I mean, obviously I don't, don't, uh, I would say be careful when dealing with cash and recognize it's a, uh, it's probably going to bomb at some point. But, uh, like, I mean, I, I know, for example, the algorithm, like a lot of shit I do, dealing in cash makes things quite easy because it's, uh, yeah. they kind of can't track it. So, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that to some extent starves the state. If you're taking, the wealth from the system and moving it elsewhere outside of their system that it mean, whether it's their fiat or it's something else, it's something that has value and you're mm-hmm. taking that value and moving it elsewhere. So like, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of, once again, I'm not sure if this is something that's entirely a hundred, like the concept of starving to say is hundred percent agorism. I'm a little bit sh- kind of shifting my views on some of that a little bit, but it's still very much sort of in line with it, what Konkin said. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, popular liberties like agrotropism theory, and I think what agorism in a sense would do is shift the concentration of power. It's not. I know a lot of agorists think we're going to starve out the state, and maybe to some extent kind of. I mean, it's more of like how you're describing it, but I think really what you're doing is you're creating a higher concentration of liberty liberty in one area, and you're creating a higher concentration of authority, authority authoritarianism in another area. Because um, I do like the idea of agrotropism that like power is like a fixed pie. And I feel like that kind of makes sense to me, you know, because and we're kind of seeing it in real time right now. We're seeing, um, you know, a, a shifting of power. We're seeing places like Florida, New Hampshire, <laughs> stuff like that get more free. And we're seeing places mm-hmm. like uh, California, New York, shit like that getting less free. And I think that's it kind of makes sense. It's kind of this yin and yang, um, which I mean, I'm not to say the state won't ever completely disappear, because another part of uh, archetropism is that he sees power as power. So there, we obviously, uh, you know, you're probably a little more like ANCAP-ish. Uh, so power isn't necessarily always immoral. So like yeah. um, it can be non-coercive power. So I would say to some extent as you're shifting those powers that some of that non-coercive power may start moving over to the, uh, you know, liberty area. And that does to some extent weaken. But anyways, that's getting like way inside baseball. But yeah, at the start mm-hmm. of the state thing, I yes and no. It's, it's I, I feel mm-hmm. like... It, it depends. There's nuance to how you're describing it. For the most part, I kind of don't really necessarily think it is starving state. I think you're just shifting the shifting the power, essentially, which I'm completely okay with. Like, I want to create as much of a vast divide between areas of liberty and areas of authoritarianism because it, in a sense, increases the voluntariness <laughs> or voluntariness, I guess, whatever, uh, nature of, of where you are. Because if we're, say we have like essentially like a little walled off North Korea and then, you know, three miles down the road, you have, you know, bumfuckistan where like people, you can do whatever you want and it's kind of backwoods country. It's super free. 
I mean, either, yeah, there's going to be amenities in this like technocratic little North Korea over here. You know, you're going to have your internet, you're going to have this, you're going to have that, but you're going to have your freedom elsewhere. So to some extent, when you create this wide divide, it makes it much more of a voluntary choice to some extent. Still not entirely. I mean, you can kind of be like, well, those people are being coerced and they don't want to be over there, but it's like, okay, but you mean like you could just like move over there? And like, if you have this like kind of even you know, authoritarianism across the state or the nation or whatever, then it is kind of like, it, it's essentially, you kind of can't escape it. So when you create areas mm-hmm. where you can to, it's still like, yeah, I still feel for those people in that, like those shitty areas, but it's still kind of like the, it, it, I don't know, essentially it is, I just want to increase the divide of power and, yeah. uh, and uh, liberty or authoritarianism and liberty. So is algorithm more focused on building individual, like uh, existing outside of the state and, being able to weather the storm of the state on, on, on a personal level or are there agorists who kind of like build towns and build agorists? Uh, I don't know. Matt Erickson put it as a like build a boat when the, the, the Titanic's sinking. You want to build the boat, people go over to it when the ship is falling. Uh, are agorists more individual when it comes to building their own little safety structure or are they more like other agorists that they're building how agorist type, I don't know, conclaves? Uh, it's both. I mean, really, there, it is definitely a focus of like a lot of agorists, and even I, I don't remember exact quotes were from the books, but I do remember that was a focus on how we would come together. But I would say it very much with just like with wealth, power, and influence, it you have to start from the individual first, and that's kind of why I like things like wealth, power, and influence or agorism because it is very much like people are like, oh, this sounds like such a selfish thing you're doing. It's like, yeah, but. I can like I have to start for myself and then I can build yeah. up from there. And once I start being that shining beacon of liberty, then others will follow and so on and so forth. And we'll create this decentralized network of liberty people throughout this throughout my the town, the county, yeah. the state, the nation, however big you can get it. So that's why I like things like agorism or wealth brand influence, because mm-hmm. it is in, extremely individual individualist. But I think that's actually the best way to go. And I, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're just, you're just going to go live in the woods and take care of yourself. It's like, no, no man lives in a vacuum. We benefit from society. So it is, it is to my individual benefit to have other individuals who think alike me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it makes more sense to focus on the local level. Like to like have some fucking party that's trying to, you know, evangelize to the entire country. Like I don't, I'm going to be straight up. I don't give a fuck about the entire country. Yeah, like my, my levels of concern starts from me and, and, and works its way out. So, like, it's me, my family, my community, my, my fucking county, my state, my nation, <laughs> so on and so forth. And, and mm. like, people have that flipped, I think, a lot of times. So, yeah. 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 Now, I, I, I live in Florida, and so my focus is solely yeah. on the state. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why I'm kind of like with so bishop and popular liberty. I want to be an anti-tax here. I want so to do this paleo stuff. I want to build my votes here. Like, Florida is the best place to be, I wanted to survive. Is, uh, a lot of people say algorithm is selfish, like you brought up earlier. It's, 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 it's abandoning those who don't know what's going on to the powers of the state. It doesn't seem like that way when you explain to me is like you're trying to build something, you can also, you know, individual networks you can sell. But a lot of people still see it as you're like, you don't want to spread the message. You, you want to abandon these people to the state because they're not waking up. I have to wake them up. Like, how would you, how do you respond to that kind of claim, uh, agorist? Uh, that we're not that we're selfish and not spreading the message. I think we spread yeah. message better than anyone. I think that's completely nonsense because, on one hand, I think on an individual level is the best way you can spread the message. And mm-hmm. even then, the things that the agora has produced, counter economics have produced, 
are the best forms. Because essentially we're focused, <coughs> very market focused. And if you create something that benefits someone financially or in, you know, they see value in it and not in a theory type way, you can bypass all that fucking uh, shit. You can just bypass it. Like uh, Uber, Lyft, crypto. Um, what, what other um, things I can, I, I, I've had a few, but I could think of more, but essentially those things right there, you don't even need to have the theory behind it. It starts performing on its own, and people see the benefit of using it. Like, say things like Uber, Lyft. They, for the most part, destroyed the taxi industry, which is essentially yeah. completely propped up by the government. But they created this, and people were like, oh, this is cheaper, way more convenient. Why would I not use it? So it, it's it's kind of the same idea with that. We're essentially creating products that are essentially uh, backed by the principles of liberty, and you're kind of backdooring it to where you're like, here's this thing. Yeah. You're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. And the next thing you know, they're kind of, oh, 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 shit. Like, I, I think I actually kind of agree with this guy because look at this. That that makes sense. Why shouldn't I be able to do this? Why should the government be involved in my fucking person who picks me up and brings me to another place? Like, wh wh what do they have to do with this? You know? So, I don't know. And, well, you know, sense. evangelizing on some sort of large stage, I don't think has the same effect that, you know, the market has or you do on an individual level. Those far outperform that silly nonsense. Yeah. So, no, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. That's what's in that they when we look at these just the LP LP strategy, the agora strategy, agora strategy, and then the payload strategy. Payload's like we're gonna win political power and use it. LP is just messaging, and agora's are like, no, we're gonna actually make stuff and survive outside of it. And like I said, those uh Agoras and Paleo seem to be the most logical. Uh, and I, I love mean, these I, I would actually say yeah. the hoppy and I, I just had uh, Jared on recently. I think yeah. I, if I had to have my order of preference of what makes the most sense, like Obviously, I think agorism is number one, um, but I think number two is a Hoppian strategy, and then three paleo, four probably libertarian move. So yeah. honestly, I, 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 got, I personally, I actually don't really see aside from <coughs> a state level, I don't really see the point of the paleo move. But I think it makes mm -hmm. more sense than the libertarian move because I, I am I would be amenable to the idea of like something like a Mises GOP caucus. I like when I say amenable, I mean I would it's preferable if you feel like you have to be involved in politics. I could see that. And you're in influencing on the edges kind of deal. Like you're yeah. not, you don't have any illusions of taking over. It's just this idea of that. We're going to kind of be this force. That's like very principled within the GOP that kind of influences it, you know? And yeah. So, um, yeah. Nice. Nice. Now I, I got Zed coming on to do uh, for the book club episode on um, democracy. The God that failed. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Doing a little hoppy in months. Um, I don't know if you want to address this as a super chat. Congrats on the Oh, for the northern states, move. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking move. Get out of there. I mean, um, uh, for, for if you're asking me, though, I would say, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not at all saying, I'm like completely sympathetic with your situation, but I would say if you have to stick around, I do think there is something to agorism. Uh, oh, I yeah. mean, that's not the only way. I mean, just <laughs> do what you can. Side hustles, uh, try to keep your money away from the state to some extent. And here's the thing. A lot of people like to say like, oh, you're going to go live in the woods or whatever. But it's like a lot of agorists like Sal used to be like live in the city. And he was like, yeah, there's so many more opportunities here. Like so many more opportunities because the, the like when it comes to agorism, like the more the state cracks down, the more opportunities there are for entrepreneurial individuals mm. and especially outside the state. Because, you know, say with like 3D printing, you, you say – 
say you're somewhere that has really crazy gun control. It's like, well, you just in- highly incentivize a gun market that's outside of the system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, go break some laws, baby. But like, obviously, with that comes a lot of people like to act like there's this crazy binary when it comes to like agorism. They're like, you got to go live in the woods, or if you're not a hundred percent pure, if you're not a hundred percent the black market, you're you're not agorist. Like, no, like legit, Konkin has a formula in one of his books about weighing risk. So it's mm-hmm. legit about like, like say you're running a business, for example, uh, and you know you're going to net a hundred thousand dollars in profit, but if you get caught by the federal government, they're going to hit you with a fifty thousand dollar fine. Like you, you have a good understanding of the laws, and that's like what you're you stand to lose. Like he would obviously make the point, but like, well, then go for it. Like it's it's not even really it's not a matter of like is it illegal, is it not? It's a risk calculation. So like if you stand to gain more than you have to lose, it's a, it's a clear like, oh, go do it then. Like and just maybe create some sort of slush fund as you go to be able to deal with if in case you get dinged or whatever. So it's not this crazy binary. So that's why like you can do shit like that. You can have have a three D gun a three D printer and make guns for people and fucking crazy authoritarian like gun control areas and shit like that so there are it does open up avenues i mean obviously you know don't be an idiot do what you feel comfortable with like if you're not someone who's like comfortable in the streets don't go slinging drugs in the bad part of the neighborhood you know like probably not gonna work out well for you but they just be creative be entrepreneurial like think Mm -hmm. of things i i mean we're really in this in a situation now where it is becoming a gig economy and that's in in some ways kind of starting to match up with all the law Conkin said where that's why Ludwig and all these different gigs becoming more entrepreneurial. I mean, obviously like I would say ideally move, but you got to work with what you got, you know? So if you're not going to move, that's my best advice. I don't know what to tell you. So that's good advice. Yeah. Is there a connection to uh, agorism and Sterno? Because I see a lot of agorists have Sterno in their profile pic. Like, is that just some random like coincidence a lot of time, or is there some kind of connection there? I know I you brought know. up Sterno before. I mean, I don't. I I haven't noticed that trend. I mean, I'm the only agorist that I really know of. Maybe like except for, I mean, maybe one account comes to mind, but I I don't know. I I don't really know if there's necessarily a connection there. Maybe it's just a matter of these are people who are more open to different ideas. Because the agorism is a little bit outside of what is the heterodox opinion of libertarians, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really. I don't really have much to say. There. I do like Sterner though. I think he, I think he's very good. He's kind of like anti-philosophy philosophy, and I feel like in a weird way he kind of undergirds uh, your philosophy well. Um, so, but in a non-philosophy type way, you'd have to read it to understand. And we we could go deep into to sterner here but that would be a whole other, a whole other episode so yeah <laughs> <sighs> well i had a few more I, I had a bunch of questions but you would go off on these tangents and kind of go to a bunch of them mm. um now i'm kind of sold on this this is making a lot of sense like i don't think i don't know if it's um one thing i would say i don't think it needs to be the sole purpose like being able to if you were going to work on local level being able to weather the state by having your having outside uh sources of income you know like if you Say you went for local office and they wanted to take away your PayPal or something, you know, being able to have that outside the uh, control plus fund does seem kind of helpful. Um, what do you say? Why would a lot of agorists don't think political strategy is a good idea at all? They're very against it. I've seen some of them even go as far to say things like it never accomplishes anything. And even when people get let out of prison for some political power, they say, oh, great, now you can just pay taxes. So that's very 
very anti-political power. Why why are so many agorists you think really against political acts? Because you seem kind of more don't give a shit about it. But why do you think is that ring of agorists you really hate I, it? I'm I'm not a fan of utilizing it. I don't think it's a I mean, really, we're speaking in broad brushes because it's like, what are you, what are you proposing? And I could say what's preferable and what's not because I, like I said, I think the Hoppian strategy is preferable to the LP strategy. Um, like it, it depends on what you're talking about. But even then, I think generally, I, I am of, of of the opinion that you generally shouldn't. But I do understand a lot of people are going to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I don't really feel like it does accomplish much. Um, yeah, I do think a lot of people make stupid arguments though. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to want to repeat the question real quick. Uh, sorry. I kind of lost it. It's getting zoned out. It's all good. No, it's uh, why are you think so many agorists get all autistic about political power and political strategy? Uh, but political power, political strategy. I do think it that generally doesn't work. And I know you yeah. bring up the point that's like, this person gets out of jail, that person, this, oh, they legalize they it. Weirdo. Blah, blah. They will. Yeah. But the problem is, and I always, I always bring up this, this, uh, point when, um, when, when speaking on like Ron Paul, because people always use Ron Paul to like be like, well, what about Ron Paul? You fucking look at all he did. And it's like, <coughs> Ron, Ron Paul was a shit. But it's like the very point that you immediately go to Ron Paul and everyone immediately goes to Ron Paul is kind of the point. Like, like, once you're blue not, moon. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you're, it's essentially, look, you got to look at it as a losing casino. Like, yeah. it's, it's like playing the penny slots. Like, if you played the penny slots every day of your life, one day you're going to hit the jackpot. You will. But if you look at this, like if you take away those good feelings you had from that one jackpot and you, you know, critically analyze the entire time you've spent doing this, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. did you win? Did you lose? But we have this, we tend to, the way our brains tend to work is we tend to look at really bad things and really good things. And then we focus on those. Whereas especially like when we're talking in context of state, Generally speaking, we don't usually get really bad things. We get a little bit bad, a little bit bad, a little bit bad. It's the whole boiling the frog thing. And then every now and then we'll have this like really awesome thing that kind of reignites hope, like Ron Paul or Dave Smith or whatever. And then you're like, holy shit, maybe we can do something. Whoa, we're the, like, what are we going to do? Oh, we're, we're going to fucking we're gonna get the message out there. We're going to make so many new libertarians. And then, but then like what, then if you look at the long arc of history, like what did it do? Did you get anything out of it? Like yes, you can say, "Oh, here's this win, here's that win," but are you really, are you really being <laughs> fair and counting the losses? Because you were losing, like, and so, it's, and to some extent, you're kind of building this up by in, being involved in it. You're feeding it into it with your energy. It's the same idea. Like uh, Twitter is a good example. Like, uh, like uh, I did the Block Sarwak thing, and now he's basically fucking, you know, irrelevant. It's kind of like people were feeding that thing. Like he, he, like he was being eternally ratioed, but he still existed. He still was a thing. He was still like eating away at people's like thoughts, and they were fucking, you know, like oh, let's slam on him, and like they kind of, to some extent, were perpetuating him. And once we just were like, nah, we're good. He kind of slithered away, and to some extent, that kind of applies sort of to the state. I know a lot of people are like, well, they're gonna come get you, but it's like, okay, I mean, sure, maybe, but, but what do you mean by me? I mean, if we have a group of people who just kind of like, eh, we're not really fucking with this anymore. What do you mean? They're going to go get every one of us individually, even though we're like insanely decentralized. That, that sounds dumb. How, how well does, I mean, how well has the state ever handled any sort of guerrilla warfare or decentralized movement whatsoever? Not so fucking well. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think this is going to work out well for them. I know a lot of people like to 
uh, straw man agorists as if they're like these men on an island type thing, but it's not at all what people are pushing for. Yes, we're individualists at prime, like at the at the, the root, but we build out from there. Like we're not this like one thing living island. Yes, there will be the Wacos. There will be the fucking the one dude who gets blown away somewhere. But the, yes, there obviously will. But if you look at the overall, like most people are, would probably be okay. And even then, I'm not. I actually a lot of like things like Maddie says when he says like uh, when he talks about like um, kind of say with stuff like protesting or so where you kind of like are going against the state. Essentially, you're kind of flagging yourself. To some yeah. extent, is, is is something. Whereas if you go like the agro route and you're like no longer feeding into it, you're you're not even really making yourself a red flag. You're just kind of you're like, all right, cool. You're just you're kind of the guy at the dance that's kind of off in the corner playing in his phone. Like no one pays yeah. attention to him. You know, it's the guy who's screaming. You know, fucking. You know, oh, did you just look at my girlfriend that they're going to be causing problems with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- that is where the shit is going to be. So to some extent, engaging with the state. To some, Gives it power and also kind of fucks yourself over. So yeah, puts you on the radar. You know, you gotta, yes, exactly. Hmm. So that makes oh. makes perfect sense. Oh well, yeah. My Twitter handle is uh Caleb Brown five four nine, C A L E B B O W N five four nine. And he, I put his uh his YouTube channel in the fucking uh description. So go hit that. Thank that. You. Go subscribe to him. So yeah. he's got actually has a lot of great content. A lot of big guests. Especially like if you're big into like theory and stuff like that, he he has a lot of good people to talk about, like Hoppians, uh, you know, like all sorts of different shit. So a lot of good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how I get any of these people to say yes. I mean, he's gonna <laughs> ask. It's he, crazy. People think there's some like <coughs> special thing going on here, like the podcast is fair. It's like really, it's as simple as asking. I mean, I feel also. Yeah. I mean, there is some sort of like tact to asking. You know, be polite about it or feel them yeah. out or you know their vibe. But for the most part, he's asked. There's very few people that are like hard to get yeah uh, i mean obviously and even then the, the ones that are hard to get it's understandable like tom woods yeah. dave smith um you know etc i mean there's a few people but really there's it's a small handful of people that are hard to get yeah. and pretty much most of them you can just be like hey you want to come on I'm like okay i mean yeah most, most people are like 30 minutes talk about something i like to talk about what's why say no to that you know well we've gone for 30 minutes i really don't have uh many more questions i mean Trying to think about a lot. You said a lot of things here. I'm trying to like, well, my head around all events. See if there's anything else I missed. Now, I think I, I agree with actually a lot. I think I agree with most of it. I mean, the uh, especially the not getting the eye of the state. I mean, I know it's overused metaphor, but I have sour on. Don't get in front of it, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, does does podcasting go against that though? I mean, if you want this podcasting, like just being on Twitter, being on podcasts, uh, spreading these ideas of algorithm, kind of like, does that not throw you in front of the eye at all? Or? I mean, maybe. I mean, let's be real. Do they really give a shit about somebody with a thousand subscribers? No. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't really think so. I mean, they have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I mean, if that comes to it, I'm armed, whatever. Sin bachelors. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, we'll go. I think that's about it. Go ahead and plug uh, I mean, yourself, but also, I guess, plug your stuff, and then I'll plug my stuff, and we can, yeah, follow me at Agali San Jose. I'm on, uh, <coughs> on YouTube, I'm the No Way Jose Show. I'm also on the uh, all the major podcatchers. Uh, if you want to give me money, patreon.com, just No Way Jose nope. 2020. Uh, Daniel has a question, so we'll, we'll hit up that, and that's uh, yeah, that's all my plugs. Give me money, I like money. Uh, so yeah, you know, drop a super chat if you want to say some shit. So 
what, what is crypto play? Yeah, I had that with it. Well, well, now, but you kind of went into it a little bit, but I guess uh, go more detail. What is crypto play exactly? I mean, I am very all right. Here's the thing like, when it comes to crypto, like, on, in theory, I'm super into it. Like, I fucking I love it. It's awesome. On the other hand, I'm a gigantic tech retard, and like, I still haven't fucked with it. I keep it's so daunting to me, and I, I keep being like, I need to get into it, but. I, like, dude, it was so hard. Like, I it was so hard to even get into podcasting. I had to be like strong armed into it by like one of my buddies <laughs> that was like, "Hey, you need to get into podcasting. Like, you really need to do it. You have a good like. You're you you be like, I'm really telling you, like, you have the voice for it. Like, not even the voice. Like, I have a shitty voice, I, but like, Same. you are smart enough. You're you're good enough to do this type of shit. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't even understand the tech. And then he just kind of like walked me through it and eventually figured it out. But yeah, I'm a very. I think crypto is very interesting where it's going. I think it definitely will play a lot into the future i mean i'm not a, i don't at all claim to be a crypto expert but in theory i think it's pretty awesome how that's going to work out in the future like i know i know a lot of people make the argument though that like oh well the state's already getting involved in crypto here and there and blah blah, blah. it's like yeah of course they're going to but it's the whole point of like the market like outpaces the the state it just always does to some extent um God, what was that? i think it was jordan peterson on his episode with i believe bob martin bob murphy Bob Murphy, maybe it was that episode, might have been another one. But he was talking about how like the state is always at a disadvantage because they also have to exert energy to deter you from doing what you want to do. So when it comes to things like technical technological innovations like crypto, yes, they're gonna get into it, but they're gonna be kind of getting into it after it's already like kind of as time goes on, as we pick up speed with technological innovation, it will pick up and pick up and pick up. But and we'll be able to like outpace them, but like, yes, they have, they do have their dirty dicks in crypto already in certain spots, but you, you got to understand that like with this innovation, it creates an opening where you can follow that opening and move your way towards Liberty. But there also will be areas that get taken over by a state. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I guarantee you fucking a hundred, 200 years from now, the, the fucking, the state is going to have their fiat that is crypto. And but on the other hand, there will probably be areas like, say, with Vin, who's in like Saipan, who has like a crypto like neighborhood there, essentially, there will be areas where they're using, you know, like crypto that's not KYC and they're able to fucking do whatever the hell they want. And it's just a tool for freedom. So these are just tools that are being created that can be taken over by like liberty or 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 uh, or authority or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. It really seems like with the uh, technology leading to decentralization, like the internet, you know, you can't get with a book anymore if you wanted to. It's everywhere. That uh, with the decentralization technology, the algorithm really does seem more of a possible future. Like I, I could have, I would have a hard time believing an algorithm being possible if you had no way of really staying connected, staying. Um, making the network or really making your own guns and kind of thing. But now with the CD printing, with everything else, it seems a lot more possible. Uh, Danny says something. I know you think it's contradictory, but I like using MC to get people connected. Um, it seemed like, uh, who was, I saw uh, Pete Canona was talking with uh, Saudi Aguas, and he was brought up like, if DLP was a place where you can go and give money and they gave you tips and tools, like they did like a, uh, like if you gave money to the LP and in return they gave you uh, a bunch of books or guide tips on how to be an agorist, like that'd be a that make more sense to me honestly. If they were like, like if the LP was like the Mises Institute for Agorism, you know, like the Agorist Institute or something, like that would make sense. But they're not I, I, doing that. I do want to respond to what Daniel's saying though about that because 
yes, you're right. It is a good place to build community. But you know what? You don't need that. So there is cons, in my opinion. I've laid out the cons in multiple videos in this video of utilizing political, utilizing the political route, especially in regards to the fucking LP. Um, like, there are cons. And you don't need that to build community. Look at stuff like, uh, what is it? God, Freedom Cells, for example. Like, And yes, I get it. It probably doesn't have the infrastructure to the sense that the LP has now. But it's all about what you put your energy into. And that actually, the, the uh, fucking Freedom Cells has been like booming over time. I don't know what they're at now, but I remember when they were like, they were booming during the height of the COVID lockdowns. What is so, Freedom Cell? I haven't heard about this. Hit up John Bush. He's the guy. He's got Freedom Cells. Essentially, it's just a decentralized network he's created of people were... I want to say it's seven, maybe six, eight. I don't know. Something like six to eight people that create like a cell. And the more people get involved in the freedom cell, the more decentralized it gets. So essentially, like, say you are able to scrounge together eight people in your county that meet up fairly regularly, whatever, have a have a Discord group, have a text group, whatever, whatever it is. You, you mean it's a difference for everyone. It's, it's kind of a loose concept. And then let's say you get to a point where it grows to 16 or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, now this is big. Now we break up. And instead of being county, then now you're like, oh, now we're going to do it by city. And as it gets more, more people go into it. Like, oh, instead of city, we'll do it by, you know, uh, like neighborhood or, or whatever or general area. And the more people build into it, the more decentralized it gets and the more localized it gets. And it's just this, it really is just a group of people that are like-minded, mostly agorists. Not all of them are, but generally people who want to live outside the eye of the state to that extent. So these are people who come together. They do fucking, uh, they will do projects together. They'll do like, they'll, you know, build gardens as a group. So there, there's all sorts of things, it's whatever you want to do. And generally it's just a little group of people who are like-minded that kind of come together and do that. And you know what? That sounds like a far better idea than LP. And like, yes, yeah. maybe they might not have the infrastructure right now, but you know, you, you invest your time into that, go that route and it builds up. And yeah, I mean, I highly suggest people do that. I don't do it. I'll be honest. I'm much more of a loner. I don't, I'm not really like a person who thrives off social interaction. I'm always busy with my own shit. But if mm -hmm. I was going to, so like, I don't need shit like the LP in my opinion. I mean, I know people, so like I do have connections and stuff, but it's just not in that like socialized kind of way. I don't feel the need to go in like regular meetings and stuff. But if you are that social butterfly type, there's shit like that. You don't need to go to the LP. You don't need to go to the GOP. You don't need to do that shit. I mean, yeah, it's it's the same idea people use with like say like church like for like theism or whatever, and it's like oh well the church is a great place to build communities like okay cool yeah but yeah. It doesn't mean you can't go to a bowling club or nice. whatever the fuck you can get community elsewhere there, this isn't community isn't this magical thing that only the church or only the LP provides there's a bunch mm. of other ways to go about it so yeah there's actually a lot of a lot of churches think about this with algorithm like the churches would be a I would say some of you go to Catholic church with a lot of old people. Like I think I'm the I'm the youngest guy in that church. Everyone is about 70 or older. They want to have regular communion and they want to have regular uh, services and they want to be outside the state's influence because they're really tired of having the mask on. And it does seem like uh, bringing agorism to like say a church and creating that local community there would be kind of fun, honestly. I have to work on that. How bad is the Tsipo area between Pensacola and Panama? I'll be honest. I'm very much a, like in my bubble. I don't know much about shit outside of my area. Like, I mean, I I, I know I, I've been to like I've been in Florida for probably like 11, 10, 11 years now. But like, I don't really ever journey outside of Tampa. I mean, every now and then I've go to like Miami or Orlando. <coughs> Obviously, those are more city areas. But I, I I don't really know much about those areas. I couldn't tell you much. Mm. I do respond to this. This is a fucking cop out. This is a I hate. 
I'm sorry, Daniel. I love you, but I hate, <laughs> hate, hate this criticism. Like, well, we all just need to do what we feel is right. It's the it's the market, and we'll decide. And like, yes, but that's what's happening right now. I'm literally using my speech to try to convince you that what you're doing is dumb. So, like, I disagree <laughs> with what you're doing. I don't think it will produce liberty. Prove me wrong, sure, but this idea, this marketplace of ideas stuff is nonsense. Yeah, and to some extent, there's always a finger on the on the on the scale to where influence stuff like that. So. Sure, but I mean, I understand people are going to do what they want to do. Go do what you want to do. I don't give a fuck. I'm not even trying to be confrontational about it. I actually think being confrontational generally doesn't get the results you want. So yeah. it's better just be friendly. But just be like, oh, we should all just do what we want. Or or why can't we all just go do our own thing? Why do you have to criticize us? I criticize it because I have criticisms. Like, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. Like, yeah. it's, it is, I, I'm sorry. This is a, I, I get tired of hearing this all the time. It's such a fucking cop out. It really is. Uh, and it's just this, like, it's almost like this guy, stop it. Like, and it's like, okay. I mean, here's my opinion. You don't want it. Cool. Move on. And I, I generally, like, if we're, like, I don't really ever do it except for, like, on my show or shit like that. I mean, every then I might make a sly comment. But if I'm going to a place where it's, like, confrontational, it's an argument, I don't see the benefit. Like, uh, yeah. and I say a lot of times, I've learned this from my my days being an angry atheist, you know, because you're, you're in this place of being an angry atheist because you want to convince people like you generally like, Oh, these people are lost. They don't understand. Like they don't, they don't get it. Like, and you're like, I'm going to fucking tell them, but like you being such a aggressive asshole, like doesn't help. Like if anything, you're putting them off. And that's the same idea when oh, it definitely. comes to like tactic strategy. I don't get why the fuck everyone can't get along as, as gay as that may sound. Um, I don't get why it, it, it did sound pretty gay. Yeah. It sounds gay. And, and by that, I mean like, I do think we should be able to do like what I'm doing now. Like if you ask me, I go, well, here's my criticisms. And then you go, oh, well, bully point, good sir. And then you like, you provide your criticism or you don't engage. If you can't handle that type of discussion, don't do it. If you get offended by it, if you get heated, then maybe don't. Like, I, I don't want to say, but like, yeah, I do think like when it comes to tactic strategy, there's no reason we have to be at odds. Like, even if you are like, hey, I think by going this strategy, you're fucking us over. I think generally being an asshole doesn't help anything. So that's why I am getting a lot irritated with all this, like these like sniping with like the post libertarians, the libertarians, the paleos, the the agorists, whatever. It's kind of like, and as lame as it may say it sound, it's like guys get along, but it's kind of like <laughs> you guys don't need to be like aggressive. Like you guys can yeah. handle this like adults and talk about it, or don't because if you're going to be confrontational or aggressive nothing is nothing is benefited like you're not benefiting anything like you're you're not convincing anyone you're i mean at best maybe you can make an argument that you're creating some sort of like signal to your in-group but i feel like even that just is like just makes your in-group think you're an asshole like that's about it like yeah um someone had a uh, super chat up there i think well quick the person who wanted to move to florida um if you can move to florida because you're thinking about it anywhere in Polk county that's the place to go that's Central Florida, you're close to everything. Lakeland's the fastest growing city. You still have any outskirts. The things aren't that expensive. It's the place to go. Oh, Grady Judd is, is fucking base as shit, too. Oh, like, I God, mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. He's a super fucking like boomer con and like, yeah, like, very drug warrior and shit like that. But Jesus but Christ, like, if I could create a community of Grady Judd's, like, I would live there. Like, yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, obviously, I'd probably like, you know, <coughs> you know, spray some air freshener where I smoke my weed and shit, but. For the most part, I'm like, these guys are pretty base. Like, I can get oh, down yeah. with these people. <laughs> most of the cops, most of the cops in Bull County do not give a shit. It's really only him. 
Like I, I know a lot of cops here who do not care about the drug stuff. It's just to say off because he's such a boomer. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to everything else, that dude's fantastic. Except when it came to that one, we had one riot in Lakeland. One, like five guys stood in the road, and he put the entire county in lockdown and had a curfew. And it's like you're kind of overreacting here, you boomer. Yeah. Why do you folks assume freedom equals aggression? I, I I don't really know what you're getting at here. To be honest, with you. I don't know if you get what he's getting at. Um, if I could guess, if I had to guess, I would say he means um. When you try to get off uh, your own personal freedom through algorithm, you are abandoning people and selfishness to do this aggression. So I guess uh, you're aggressively ignoring people because you want your own freedom. But even then, fuck those people. Yes. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I, my, my priorities begin with me and work outward. So if you're... Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, even, like, it's even kind of like a, yes and. <laughs> yeah. They even put like a biblical spin on it because it's, it's like a, I am Catholic. Um, Jesus said to love your neighbors as yourself. You have to love yourself before you can love your neighbor. Like Ayn Rand said, you have to say the I. When you say I love you, you have to say the I. Jesus said the same thing. Love yourself before you love your neighbor. You know, so make sure you are set. You can't help your neighbor until you are set. And it's even same here. Before you point out the plank in your, or the speck in your brother's eye, put the plank in your own eye. So it, there is a lot of biblical stuff about even getting yourself situated. So it's, yeah. I get okay. so mad people who get so yeah, mad about stuff. That, that's what he meant. Yeah. He said he said a hundred. Awesome. So you, you got it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like okay, it, my, you're not my fucking responsibility. So yeah. it's like it, it, it's such a shitty criticism when people say like, oh, what, what about these other people? I don't. Okay. Yeah. What about <laughs> those other people? Like, well, I'm telling, I'm saying right now, what I think is the best way to go about it. And if you don't want to do it, I I don't know what to tell you. I I hope that somehow my influence extends to you, but it probably won't, uh, because you're outside my localized area. But I, I don't. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, it's kind of the idea of like you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like, I, yeah. I'm telling you what the best thing to do is, and you're whining. You're like, well, what about everyone else? I'm telling these uh, these everyone else. Like, if they don't there's take a, the advice, there's, there's I, a sale button. You can hit yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> sale to your own community. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I can't it's... make you better. And it's this idea that like, oh, if we abandon the political route or whatever. You're abandoning these people. It's like, well, I don't think this is fruitful to begin with. So yeah. I don't you really know. think the wine moms who are CNN are going to care about any of this or yeah. want to change their mind. There's no power in it for them. I just, it's a waste of time. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I get some out of this. So like we need to convert people saying it's yeah. like, even if you were like, again, to bring the Christian stuff, you know, the Bible's the best way to convert is to live your life as you want to be, you know, live free. And be yourself, and you know people will come to you because they see what you're doing. The same principle applies to algorithm. It's like this is very. Uh, my friend Craig Hoggins at the Bag Roman is a Christian uh, algorithm. He's very big on, kind of artistically big on the whole. Like this is the only way Christians can be. Um, but yeah, it's oh, cool. What's the I, Kings? Cool. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are, but subscribe to my YouTube channel. We'll talk. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess uh, I we kind of went longer past the uh, plug stuff, but that was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for streaming on your t- channel for more people and for uh, letting me host it. And yeah, yeah it's a, a lot of fun. Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if you dropped your plugs. So oh yeah, uh, Caleb Brown five four nine on Twitter. Um, uh, <coughs> uh, uh, YouTube channel is Caleb Brown Catholic Libertarian. I will have the website up soon where I'm selling merch. You can get your own Democracy is Quins. Uh, Democracy is Quins, bro. Someone says to make it Democracy is Quins, K, so it can be dick. But uh, I, I might do that. And the Star Wars sequels are 
ass, Daniel, and you can uh, sub it up your own ass. I, I spoke on the red market earlier. This breaks MAP. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is fair. <laughs> okay, everyone, have a uh, have a good night. And I guess this cut the stream when you're ready. Because I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah.